Welcome to the Black Mystic Podcast, a place for open and ongoing conversations with people of the BIPOC community. In these conversations, we discuss everything from spirituality, creativity, personal development, and more. I'm your host, Marquita, a wellness advisor and online spiritual business manager by day and a mystic all day, every day. For more information, visit MarquitaOchoa.com. As you tune into these conversations, remember that you are sovereign. You have your own wisdom and your own information. Take what resonates with you and leave the rest. Enjoy the show. Hello, Lacey. Welcome to the Black Mystic Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I want to start off by saying like how we met. I know we haven't met in person, but so we're in the same spiritual community, which is amazing. And I remember before the podcast changed from Sunday Medicine Podcast to the Black Mystic Podcast, I put myself out there and asked who wanted to be on the show. You know, if you identify as a member of the BIPOC community, do you want to be on? I'm so scared. Like, I don't want to do this. And I felt like if somebody reaches out and says that they want to be on the show, I have to hold myself accountable. And that means that we have to do this. And you were like, I'll do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have someone that's interested. So I just really wanted to thank you, like um, whether you know it or not, the encouragement to just step into myself and move forward. So I appreciate you being here. So for for those that don't know you, if you can explain uh, who you are and what you do. Okay, I am the real Miss Lacey, the spiritual realtor. So I am a licensed real estate agent in California. Um, that role has kind of evolved into spirituality, coaching, and healing. And how that took place is over the years, I've always been a counselor. So I spent years coaching teams on financial counseling, uh, foreclosure prevention, bankruptcy counseling, and all along, I was really helping people get over their mindset issues that had them stuck in their financial trauma. And once we realized or pinpointed what those underlying issues, and sometimes they were ancestral, sometimes they were generational, once we were able to work through that, we were able to resolve the bankruptcy, uh, prevent the foreclosure, help them get into homes. So. As time went on, I ended up actually having another baby. I have a 23-year-old and now I have a two-year-old. And once I had my two-year-old, which was a surprise, I actually thought I was going through menopause and the doctors were like, no, it's a baby. I said, what? So having him, it was like this enlightenment. I was able to see that things that we thought weren't possible. I thought I was too old for years. I thought I couldn't have any more kids and I really wanted to. So having that awakening just awakened all of my spiritual gifts. Um, I started having recollections of past lives, of using tarot to help my clients to move forward and uncover just uh, issues and traumas that they weren't even aware that were prevalent. And I just dug into that and, you know, going through my own issues with money and finances and really using meditation and the value of mindset to get out of that myself. I'm like, okay, this is what it is. I'm going to mix this financial background I have with this passion for real estate and getting people in homes with my spiritual gifts. And that's the spiritual realtor. 
Amazing. So that's one of the things that drew me to you, spiritual realtor. I have never heard of that before. Like I've never seen someone mix the two. So like, what is a spiritual realtor and how does that work? Um, what has happened? And I didn't know either. You know, once you start to market yourself publicly, there's always like, what are you going to call yourself? What is your name? What is your title? What are you? And dealing so much in spirituality and being able to use those gifts to help, I was always scared of marrying the two myself. Like, how is this going to work? But what it does, it allows me to help my clients in a deeper way. I have attracted people who really want to create abundance in their life, whether that's buying a home, whether that's getting their finances in order, whether that's building generational wealth. And I have been able to use my gifts and my knowledge to help them to get there. So how that looks at this point in time is I'm actually building a coaching program. I've laid out everything that worked and didn't work, um, pulled some pieces from schools and classes I've gotten through and really laid down a roadmap because there were some clients where I got them credit up from 500 to like 720 and they were able to buy their home. But then six months down the line, their credit is back not good. They're behind on their payments and you know they're pretty much repeating the same cycle and it's because we didn't work to heal the issue that got them there you know i taught them the tools to get their credit right to get their money together but i didn't help them to heal that trauma or those um those programs that got them there in the first place. So this coaching program, it's a coaching and healing program. It encompasses all of that. We go through the first stage, which is abundance, just really getting clear about our attentions, um, what we want, uh, what abundance looks like, what we're trying to accomplish, whether that's home ownership, whether that's just financially stable, whether that's better relationships, you know, better work environment, finding our purpose in life. And then I help my clients to align with that, to uncover what's blocking them from that, what's getting in the way, what's slowing them down. And we identify ways to heal that so that we can move forward to the last phase, which is activation taking massive action, what we can do right now in order to activate this life of abundance in all avenues, mentally, physically, spiritually, because often we, we are focused on one thing. Like for me, I struggled with money for a very long time. I had bad credit for a very long time. And I always thought, well, if I made more money, then that would solve everything. All I need to do is find a job that's paying me more. Or if I can just get to this income check, income tax check, then, you know, that'll save everything. And it never did. I always got promoted. I always, you know, found the better job. And I, and I was still broke for a long time, you know, no matter. And I look back and I'm like, I made good money for a long time. But it was the way I thought about money. It was not the actual money. It was the way I thought about money that kept me in this loop and in that cycle. So I've been able to get out and my passion, you know, my purpose is to help others to you manifest the same things in theirs. I love that. Um, and as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, speaking for like, you know, the, the BIPOC community 
What are some programs that you've had to work through to get where you are now? Um, in addition to that, you know, buying a home and, you know, feeling confident enough to work with people to help them to work through these programs and traumas. Common programs are, especially the ones that I went through, but common overall are money doesn't grow on trees, right? We hear that all the time. Money doesn't grow on trees. You're told that as a child, when you want to buy something and maybe your parent doesn't have the money, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't get that. Or another common one is hard work pays off. Now, working hard, being diligent, um, staying focused, working with intention, it does have its benefits, but that specific program working hard, hard work pays off. It sets us up to believe that we have to struggle. We have to um, be unappreciated and we have to work long drawn out hours in industries and fields that aren't um, in alignment with us, that don't soothe our soul in order to accomplish. And what happens with that program, when we're running that program, now we're stuck in these jobs that we hate. Now we're in these, these environments that aren't suitable to us. And that keeps us stuck at a lower vibration, which you are on, when you're vibrating lower, but what you want is higher, you're going to miss all the opportunities that are coming to you at this level. You can't see it. You won't be able to obtain it. So once we unpack these programs, these ideas, and we move our energy in a way that's conducive to what we want to call into our life, then we're able to manifest that. I've seen a lot of clients who want to own a home, but they're like, Lacey, I can't afford that. That's that money doesn't grow on trees program. You can't afford that. Well, I live in Southern California. Rent in Southern California. I have a sister who lives in downtown LA in a studio and her rent is $2,000 a month. That is a mortgage. Yes, you can, but you're thinking, oh, I can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. That whole program has you stuck on, I can't afford that. When in true, you would be saving money to purchase a home. It will be a different area. Granted, it won't be downtown LA, but you'd have more space, more opportunity. If you felt comfortable, if you wanted, you can Airbnb an extra room. You can, there's so many more opportunities. You're building wealth. That's going to save you money in your taxes. You have the tax write-off. You can refinance when the market changes and pull money out. Like instead of giving that $2,000 to your landlord, investing in their abundance, helping them to create wealth, you can be investing that same amount or less in yourself. So it's these programs that get us stuck and don't let us allow us the or don't bring the invitation for us to see the other opportunities that are there. And that's where I come to help to identify those in life and actually help to heal those um, that no longer suit us so that we can move forward with abundance. So what do you say to the people who are renting and feel like they can't, af they can't afford to pay rent and they can't afford to save for a house and they feel stuck, what would you, what advice would you give to them to make them feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel? 
there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, again, we just have to open our eyes and look. Now, I, I have to be frank. You might not be able to stay in the safe city. If buying a home is something you really want, we have to get clear about our options and our opportunities. And once we evaluate our rent, now we have to get serious about what we can do. What can we do to increase our income or decrease our expenses? You know, so we go through a series of budgeting where we look at all of the money coming in and all of the money coming out. Where can we cut costs? What other things can you do? Um, I have my clients make a list of um, their activities, their um, sports they like, um, things they're able to do. Can you do hair? Can you sew? Um, do you like kids? And all of those can be sources of income. Where can we cut costs? Do you really need Netflix and Hulu? Do you really need to pay for, you know, HBO Max? Like how serious are you about your goals? And yes, that's $7, $11, but that also adds up. And then it also creates that energy where now that $7, we're putting it in a house fund. Mm -hmm. we're, we're putting it over here. We have set the intention. We put that in, in the universe that this is what we're doing. We're serious about it. And we're taking steps towards that. So that's $7. You'll be surprised how all of a sudden you'll get um, a bonus check out of nowhere. You know, just things magically start to happen when we're clear about our intentions. But there's ways to increase income um, now, especially in this day and age. And you know, I mentioned before, I have a 23-year-old daughter, and we were talking about that just before we got on the call, like how many opportunities there are to make money now. I didn't have that when I was her age. You can DoorDash, you can Uber, you can do drop shipping on Amazon, you can... Um, be a personal assistant. Now we have all these options to be working from home. I follow a young lady on TikTok who has three work from home jobs all at the same time that she's able to manage. And now she's making over 150,000 a year working at home, home with her daughter, saving on childcare. I mean, if there's a will, there's a way. And again, it's about raising our vibration so that we can be in alignment with these other opportunities and taking steps activating those opportunities so we can move forward. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I so resonate with the whole making the list. I, and there are so many apps out there that will help you to see, you know, like, what are you spending money on? You know, what little subscriptions do you have? There are subscriptions that I did a subscription audit. I'm like, I'm subscribed to this. And I didn't even know that's $5 going out the window each month. Right. I could be going somewhere else. So I'll add um, some tools in the show notes on how you can save money and do an audit on your subscriptions, because some people have things on autopilot and don't realize that a extra hundred dollars are going out of the window and you don't know where it's going. So I love that. Absolutely. For people who Absolutely. don't know where to start as far as like buying a house, where can they start? Like some people that I do talk to make it seem like this really big unattainable thing that they're afraid of. So they end up renting for the rest of their life because they're afraid because they think they can't do it. So what steps would you give them? So I've actually outlined a few steps um, and I call them the five easy steps to home ownership. Number one is mindset. We have to get um, our mind right. We have to be prepared for this journey. And how you do that is educating yourself. Look around. We have the internet now. So everything's at our fingertips. 
follow some real estate agents in your area, follow some um, people on YouTube that talk about it. So you can get familiar with what it means when they say the market is good or the market is bad. What's a high interest rate? What's a low interest rate? What are programs? There are first time home buyer programs where they will cover your down payment. They will cover your closing costs. You all you need is to have decent credit. You don't even need a 700 FICO score, but that's another step. I'll get to that in a moment. But number one is mindset. Get um, familiar with prices in different areas. If you live in one city, look on realtor.com, look on Zillow, see how much homes are in that area. Look in a city over, consider other states. We're in a remote world where oftentimes we can get a virtual job that pays us what we need to make and we can live in another state. So that is an opportunity we didn't have in the past. So get your mind right, get clear about your intentions, get clear about what there are calculators online that will tell you if the mortgage is this and the interest rate is this, this is how much your payment is gonna be. You will be surprised how close that will be to your rent. It might be less, it might be more, but that's when you navigate to different areas. You find an area that has the type of home that you like that is affordable to you. All of that is mindset, getting our mind right. The next step would be your budget. Get your finances in order. I talk to so many people and they can't tell me how much they make in a month. They don't know. They're, they they might get bonuses, they might be salary, they might be hourly. They can't give me an exact amount. The money comes in and the money goes out. So we have to be clear and intentional in our movement, especially when we're trying to do something we've never done before. Because how the subconscious mind works, it's already gonna put these blocks in, oh, you can't do it, you, out of fear, out of, out of protection. So to get over that is we start with mindset, we get clear about our money, we create a budget, we write down how much comes in, how much goes out, we look where we can cut costs, we look where we can increase, and then we move over to credit. Credit, you will need a minimum of a 620 FICO score in most markets. Some programs, and when I'm saying programs, I'm referring to down payment assistance, if you're gonna need that. Um, will require like a 640, but that's not a high credit score, you know, so get your credit in order, work with someone who can help you to align your credit, um, make sure that none of your credit cards are past due, keep up with your payments, if you're able to pay those balances down, the idea is to get those balances as close to zero as we can, in order to qualify for a mortgage, they want they being the lenders, the person lending you the money to buy the home, would like to see your balances below 10% of what the limit is. So if you have a $1,000 credit card, try to keep the balance down to $100 or low. Lower is better, but that's a start. So pay all of your credit cards down. That would be the credit portion and keep your credit at 620, 640 minimums. Then we go into lender. And the lender is the person, the bank, the mortgage company who is going to lend you the money. Are you going to need down payment assistance? Um, can you afford to save the money yourself? If not, what programs are available? There are down payment assistance programs per city and per county and per state. So you would want to research. We started in the beginning in mindset and we looked at these different areas. 
Now, once we get our money together and our credit together, now we can go back to those areas and see what programs are available there. Different lenders will have specific programs that they work with. Different cities will have different programs. Different counties will have different programs. There's an industry called NACA, N-A-C-A. They will give you your down payment. I believe it's, I walked a client through that last year. I believe you need $1,000 and they will cover the down payment and the interest rate will be lower than what the current interest rate is. Their interest rates are always lower than what the current market is. So if there's a will, there's a way, you know, and the NACA process is tedious because they want like every bank statement, every credit card statement, every, but I mean, it, it will work out. You know, and they don't care about your credit. Your credit score is irrelevant. As long as you have no collections or no delinquent amount, then you're able to qualify for a NACA mortgage. So there are options when it comes to that lending. And then the last part will be a real estate agent. Who can you trust to walk you through these stages? Who can you trust that is qualified to, with the level of help that you need, not all Real estate agents are familiar with credit and how to help you with that. Not all real estate agents have the time to work with you in a budget and can help you with that. Not all real estate agents know about down payment programs in the area you want to live. We're only licensed in one state. However, I don't know much about San Francisco or up north being that I'm in Southern California. So you want to have an agent that can help you with your level of need and also with the area where you want to move. And those are the first five steps to home ownership. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know this is gonna help a lot of people. Um, I've definitely heard of NACA before. And when I first heard of it, I'm like, wow, like, why didn't I know about this before? I feel like, you know, someone like mm -hmm. you and the services that you offer, I feel like a lot of people can benefit from the handholding. Like it's okay to say that you need support and that you need help and someone to walk you through the steps because not everyone has that. So thank you for sharing that. And I will add uh, NACA information in the show notes. Now let's switch gears a little bit. I saw on YouTube that you said that you manifested $38,000 and I would love for you to share that story with our listeners. Okay, so when early in my relationship with my fiance, um, we started looking for homes. We started working on credit, our credit, because I lived a life of bad credit. I had a bad, I started telling myself, well, if I keep bad credit, at least I don't have to worry about anyone stealing my identity. I created this whole program that kept me in this loop of bad credit. Like, oh, at least I don't have to worry about that. So once I broke out of that and started working on my credit and my finances, we're like, okay, well, we want to buy a home. Well, his mother, when they were young, bought a, a home that was, um, what is it called? There's a term for it. It was, it was abandoned for lack of better words, it was abandoned home. It was really cheap. Like the windows were boarded up and they bought it on like the officer next door because his father was in law enforcement. They bought the home and over the years, they, you know, put in new doors, new windows, new flooring, but she never got to work on her kitchen. And that was something she always wanted. And he was like, you know what? I wouldn't feel comfortable buying a new home until I help my mom with 
her kitchen. And I was just like, oh, I melted. Like, oh, that's so noble of you. Yes, let's do it. So we started looking for contractors and, you know, and they were giving us quotes that we were like, we can't do that. And I'm like, you know, I always refer my clients to Habitat for Humanity Restore is a store at Habitat for Humanity that has, you know, low cost or um, equipment. You know, they have doors in there, windows, cabinets, dishwashers. And basically like when builders and stuff have too many, they donate it to Habitat for Humanity. So we went in there and found a whole cabinet set. Couldn't believe it, you know, because what's in there is not always the same. So we walked in. I said, oh, my gosh, we have to get it. So we decided we're going to do the kitchen ourselves. Right. So we tore out the floor. We tore out the old cabinets. We used those cabinets. Of course, she got excited and it's us. So now she's like, well, I want cabinets on this other side and I want some over here. And so we kept and we put it all on credit cards. Right. We put it all on credit cards, um, cash when we could. But that's how we racked up thirty eight thousand in debt. And at that, once we finished it all, it was great. But now we're like, OK, we can't buy a house now because our credit, you know, we ran up our credit cards. So we got real serious on all of the steps that I just went over. We got real serious with money, real serious with our budget, real serious about what we were doing. I, at that time is when, cause then shortly after that, I got pregnant, right? And so now I'm like, I'm pregnant. Now it's COVID. I'm old and pregnant. I'm geriatric. So I can't be out doing real estate. I'm high risk. You know, what are we going to do? We wanted to buy this home that was being built, but the building stopped. Everything just kind of came to a stop when COVID. Matter of fact, we had our gender reveal. And the very next day is when the whole world shut down and it was everyone was on lockdown. So it was right at that time. And I just started this is when my gifts started coming online and I started seeing, um, you know, like past lives and, you know, seeing myself with reading cards and seeing different avenues. And I'm like, okay, let me buy a tarot deck. And I bought a tarot deck and it was like instant. Soon, you know, I would pull a card a day. They teach you when you start reading tarot, oh, pull a card a day. I would pull a card a day and then get busy with doing other things and come back and read the book. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what happened today. So it was just like instant love, instant messages. And all of a sudden things just started falling in line. I got a work from home job from the government that I had applied for two years ago out of nowhere. I got that. Um, we got, um, I got back taxes money that I wasn't expecting out of nowhere. Um, it was just like thing after thing. And we ended up getting a place and moving together because at the time, you know, we were dating and coming together as a family. We got this apartment out of nowhere. Um, he was driving by and saw a billboard and was like, I'm going to apply. I said, OK, we got approved and moved in the next day. And we're like, how are we going to get the money for that? That's when I got this income tax check out of nowhere, like from years ago. Oh, we owed you. I said, what? So it was all of this. We were saving. We put all of our money together. Every dime we got, we were able to put towards the credit cards. And it took us like six months. 
And when I tell you, I mean, checks coming in the mail. Um, now I'm getting reading clients, just extra income that I didn't expect just out of nowhere. And it was really all of this manifestation work. It was me being clear about my intentions, what I'm doing, what we're trying to accomplish, writing down, this is the amount we need. This is how long I want to do it. You know, tell me what I need to do. And I was being shown, oh, go here. Oh, do this. Oh, call this person. And it was just opportunity after opportunity. And it, when we look back, I'm like, wow, we did that. And <laughs> I can't even believe it. I couldn't even, I was like, I, I, I couldn't believe it during COVID during maternity leave, during, you know, having to get a place, just everything that you would think would, the odds would be stacked against us actually gave us what we needed to bring forth what we were able to do. So in a nutshell, that's how we did it. Like it was, it was really magic. It was really like money falling out of nowhere, like coming into the account, like what is, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And that was really my first experience with, you know, trying to manifest anything, you know, um, really focusing on one particular like 3D goal, like money and amount. And to see it unfold so easily, I'm like, okay, so the possibilities are endless. Let me learn more about this. Let me understand what's happening here. And that's really the spark of me branding myself as the spiritual realtor. Like, okay, there's more to this than just woo woo. You know, there's more to being intentional and using your mindset and listening to, you know, intuition and, you know, receiving these downloads and I'm getting these dreams and I'm like, okay, they're way in the future, but it's like, I always describe it to my daughter, like that old um, Michael Jackson video where he's walking and as he takes the step, it lights up. Like nice. that's how this whole path has been for me. Yeah. Like I don't see all the way to the end, but it's like, oh, step right here. And then it lights up the next one. And so, and that's how the money came. It was just like one opportunity after another. Yes. And shout out to the Jacksons, by the way. I love that analogy. I'm an 80s baby. So that definitely <laughs> resonates with me and lights me up. But yeah, it sounds like you just really used your intuition and stepped out on faith. And that is scary for a lot of people because they feel like, you know, I don't have control. I can't see until the end. So I'm just going to, you know, sit here and stay small and be scared and just, you know, not plan for the future because it's too much work. So how, yeah. and I know intuition is like a feeling, like I like to describe it as, you know, you know, when you're hungry, it's a feeling, you know? So how can mm -hmm. folks, how, how do you suggest folks like figure out how to tap into their intuition, like tap into that energy of manifesting what they want? I think what helped me and what I found works best for clients, even um, I would say everyone's in a different stage. So being at a different stage, different things will work for you. But the root of it all and what's worked best under all of those stages is writing it down. Um, anytime I started an intuition journal and just stated my intention in the journal, my intention is to get clear with my intuition to understand these messages that I'm receiving and be able to take conscious action. 
I'm using this journal in order to track the intuition that I think is coming because I don't know if that's what this is or who it is or what's happening, but I want to use this journal in order to bring clarity. Mm-hmm. And I wrote out my intention. And then every time something came to mind, oh, you should turn right. I would write it down like, oh, something told me to turn right today. And then I would write out if I listened or if I didn't listen and what happened. And just being that I started acknowledging these things, it became clearer. We often are taught logic. What's the proof? What's the backup? What's your research? Where's your data? And that creates the program that turns off our intuition. Now Mm -hmm. we don't trust that because we don't have the proof, the backup, the data. So it's like our intuition hits become a smaller voice. So to activate that, to make it more loud, I acknowledged it. And even if I didn't listen, like uh, something told me to go right, but I didn't. You know, just the fact that I was taking those steps to pay attention, to make the conscious decision to listen or to not, and then to track how that worked for me. Like, was that something? Or was I just tripping? Was What was that? It started to, it took time. None of this is overnight. But after keeping up with this, writing down my dreams, I receive a lot of messages in dreams, writing down my dreams and what I think it means, what I was confused about, what I remembered. Over time, it's like I wrote myself an instruction manual. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that was that. Oh, that's what that meant. And then now I have this book that I can go into to help me to decipher what I received today. So, and it was the effort of writing it. Now, sometimes I do use my notepad and my phone if I wake up out of my sleep, like, oh, what was that dream about? And I don't want to forget, but writing it down pen to paper was the magic for me. That's what sealed the deal and what helped me to become more aware, to evaluate more what I was hearing and seeing and envisioning and to actually take more action and to activate those messages. And and it's so simple. So, I mean, y'all heard it. Just mm-hmm. write that shit down as Erica Badu said, and, and just it becomes more real when you write it down. It's 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 that simple. So, Lacey, where, where can folks find you and how can they work with you if they're interested? Like, what offerings do you have? Um, I, well, you can find me at therealmisslacy.com and Miss is just MS. Um, that's my website. I'm The Real Miss Lacey on all social media, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Yep, that's about it. LinkedIn, but hmm, they don't like me too much on LinkedIn. I'm too spare. But um, you can find me um, there, The Real Miss Lacey. Um, The offerings that I have right now, I do offer readings. I do offer coaching programs, which is a hybrid where we do spiritual readings. We do healing work. And I also provide coaching over a 90-day period so that whatever it is you're looking for, um, a better relationship, you know, more abundance in your life, a better job, um, I can actually take that container and provide you the help in that time frame to get there. Because oftentimes with reading, I give you the answer and then you're like, okay, now what am I supposed to do with that? 
I want to be able to facilitate it all. So I have these coaching um, hybrid packages where we're clear about our intentions, what we're trying to accomplish. We can use my spiritual gifts. We can use the um, the 3D insight that I have being you know, certified in budgeting and counseling and coaching for so long. And we can get us to where we're trying to be. And then I'm also creating my... Um, 90-day coaching and healing program called Dream Timeline Accelerator. Because to me, we all have a dream, right? And I want to be able to help to get you there faster, to accelerate that process and to actually jump to the timeline where your dreams are. Because if you thought of it, if you dreamed it, it's possible. But it's like going from here to there to get there might seem like mission impossible. Well, that's where I come in to be the guide. And that is where I help to facilitate that abundance, the alignment and the activation in a group setting so that we can feed off each other's energy. We can do the healing work together. We can learn from each other. We can build community because I've also seen too with clients that when you're trying to manifest something in your life that you've never had or you've never seen, sometimes that work feels lonely. Sometimes the people in your life fall off because that's not the path for them. And creating this community, this container helps to alleviate all of that. Um, shadow work is big in my role. I help my clients to facilitate shadow work that creates abundance because a lot of us, we get to, you know, shadow work is a buzzword now. We start doing this work. We're on our healing journey. We're on our spiritual journey. We're healing. We're working on our shadow. But then what? Where does it end? We don't know how far to deep. We, we don't know how far to go. We don't know when's enough enough. We don't know. We just get caught in this cycle of healing. And I've created a roadmap, start to finish. Where we start, where we know enough is enough, where we heal, what we're trying to accomplish, you know, so that we can reach our abundance at the end of it. So my dream time accelerator shows us how to turn that shadow work and healing into a life of abundance in all forms, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So all of that information is on my website. You can always DM me. Um, I'm here. I'm here to, you know, help us create abundance in our life. That's my mission. That's my purpose. That's my work. That's my heart. And I love every moment of it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to put out there when it comes to like DMs, like y'all already know what to look for, because unfortunately I've seen your page spam so many times. So y'all use your disarmament, please. She's not going to solicit you for readings. <laughs> All right, Lacey, thank you so much for your time. And I just so appreciate the work that you do. And thank you for your wisdom. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this episode supportive. I want to remind you that you are love and you are safe to be seen as you are. See you next time.